Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Hello. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. It's the end of the third day of healing together through the holidays. I barely know what name my what my name is, let alone what day it is. So many people are sick and struggling, and we're adjusting through this event. And I just want to talk about that and what I'm learning through this event, what I'm learning about myself, what I'm learning about healing, um, what I'm learning through each of the wonderful speakers, what I plan to add, because the holidays don't end at the end of National Grief Awareness Week. Uh, I'm planning to keep the library, as I'm calling it, open so that you can come back and listen to something again, look something up again. But it also is a way for other people who haven't found this event yet to sign up and listen for a first time. But people just keep talking about the waves of grief or drowning or the storm right? And all of these references that I use, I have not asked them to do this. I'm not um, a part of anybody's talk, right? They're coming up with what they have to say on their own. And we just all have lived this. We all have experienced something. Someone else said something about shattered into a million pieces or whatever, something like that, right? My Wednesday show in the Grief Hub group is called um, Picking Up the Pieces. We've been there. We get it. I didn't pick these people because of their resumes, although they have them. I didn't pick them because of those things. I picked them because of who they are, because of what they do with their hearts, because they want to give back. Mandy Scanlon spoke earlier today and she said, my heart breaks for anyone who has anxiety and panic attacks. And I am literally here 24 hours a day. You can reach out anytime. It's what I say in the grief hab group, they go together and we feel like we're glowing. We feel like people around us, uh, can see it and and like they know that we're different and that we are experiencing something so awful and like people look at us differently and like because we we feel treated differently but no one knows it's invisible no one knows unless we talk about it no one sees the storms we go through they know they're there in the beginning we have to go on we have to pay the bills, get back to functioning, have our support networks to get through it. But because of that, people think that we're okay in all ways. And I will forever be broken in certain ways. I'm healing. I'll always be healing. I am better in different ways, right? I've learned things through healing that have 
helped me that I didn't know before. I talk about slowing down and how, if only, right? If only I learned some of these lessons that were not taught in school earlier. If only I learned how to use my anxiety as a gift earlier. Those types of lessons, um, not the lesson of life without Jim, right? I want him right here, arms bear hugging me always. Um, I would give anything for that. Most of us would not trade the the life lessons of what we've gained. We have become better along the way and we serve better. There are people who are speaking during Healing Together Through the Holidays who have always served, who have been in the field, who have had trauma along the way and who have learned more and become better. There are people who uh, who are humans living life, who have been knocked down and hit with trauma, who have chosen to serve, to find meaning and purpose in their loss. Bottom line is that we are all human. We This is the one thing. This is the one thing we will all go through. It's the one thing we all have in common, no matter how old you are, where you live, what color skin you have, how much money you make, right? It's the one thing. If it hasn't hit you yet, enjoy life as you know it. There are a few speakers who talked about growing up too early, growing up too fast, having that shift, um, the change in perspective, because when we grieve, when we have to experience loss, and feel the feelings, it does make us grow up a little bit. It does make us see things. And so for parents, for you know, spouses, for widows or widowers with kids, they talk about their children who have lost a parent having to learn lessons, understand things too early. And it's true, you know, and there's so many different losses we're talking about through this week and beyond as the library stays open until March, um, maybe forever, who knows, as I add to this and change this and adjust as life happens. And that's part of grief too. Um, the waves, the, the things that happen along the way, the changes that happen within ourselves, the changes that happen around us, the expectations in the world, our own expectations, you know, so I just, I'm learning so much as I'm doing this, just about doing events, just about the speakers, just even about people attending. I remember my beginning of losing Jim and I only know my journey. And I know I lost my best friend, the love of my life, my future my fairy tale, my happily ever after. And for those of you who don't know my story well, um, we had been together in our 20s and had time apart. We already knew life without each other. We came back to each other and we didn't want to go through that again. So to lose him again at 44, the rage, you know, the the 
why the it isn't fair, like all of the things that you feel along the way. But in that beginning, in that early time, for me, now knowing what so many go through and knowing there's all these different paths that we can take, but knowing that no matter what path, we all experience universal things. We all experience changes, no matter what they are. We all experience physical uh, changes. Some people only want to sleep. Some people cannot sleep. Some people have no appetite. Some people have too much of an appetite. Thank you. Comments about how amazing Jim is, is I say is like present tense for me. Um, I talked, see, I'm getting emotional. So for me, this is the end of day three. And even just talking about it right during the holidays, it's three days of being emotional, hearing others talk, sharing my story. And then at the end of the day, um, letting it out. We live in this world that doesn't reward that or glamorize it. It puts it down. It judges it. And so I'm so grateful and thankful for all of the speakers who are talking about how necessary that is. Um, it might not be available to you with any and everyone, right? There are some people who are more open to those conversations, receptive. Um, Melissa Bowman in her talk talked about it as her lifeboats. Um, the world hopefully will one day be that way everywhere. We all still have our own personalities and our own reactions and the way we walk into a conversation. And there's always people who, I, I don't want to say categories, right? But there's still certain people I call to talk about football with, right? There's certain people I call to talk about psychology with, right? There are those in this world that don't believe in it right? There's people I call to talk about the woo-woo stuff that we call it. So it is okay to know who to go to and for what. And that's not being shallow or mean. Um, and then it's the best, right? When you find people who you can go to for all of it, right? Your absolute people, people. And it's not always easy letting new people in. Um, it's certainly going back to that beginning, that first couple of years. And I say couple of years because the world thinks it might be like a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But for me, I struggled doing everything that everyone who knew me thought I loved and everything that was familiar to me up until losing Jim except for the outdoor nature stuff, except for the Colorado stuff, right? Like crowded concerts, football games, happy people, right? I didn't understand that anymore. I understood quiet. I understood my dog. Now I have two. I understood exploring any and everything in this state he brought me to that he loved. And we can judge ourselves and that can feel 
lazy or like I was escaping all of these other to-dos that were every, you know, piling up in the world, like this trauma expert with this over two decades worth of experience working with people dealing with suicide and overdose and eating disorders and runaways and homeless and like you name it, any and everything. I'm just going to be, I didn't care, number one, but I also wasn't equipped. And in order to be doing what I'm doing now, in order to take care of my dog, dogs now, in order to be okay, period, for a friend, for my nieces, for the world, we have to take care of ourselves. And for me, that looked like nature. And that's going to be one of our talks later in the week. For me, that looked like sitting in the dirt, playing with sticks, like I did when I was four or five years old. And at the time I was judging myself, thinking there's laundry, you know, all the to-dos. And I'd love to tell you that I was just so wise. I said this earlier in one of the talks. Um, I'd love to tell you that I was just so wise and I knew sitting there that I was planning everything out for now and I was planning out my retreats and I was planning out all of these healing modalities. I was doing what felt less painful. We talked earlier today about things that increase stress things that drain us, things that make us feel worse, things that are toxic or bring us down, anything that does not do that. People, places, for me, that was nature and playing in the dirt like I did as a kid. My brain couldn't handle adult things, the th reading, the things I loved doing. I was able to, at some point, recognize that we live in, at that point, it was 2017, 18, but, you know, in this era, and I could find books on Audible, you know, listen to books in other ways and still do those things and, and adapt, right? That's what today I'm talking about. How can we still do instead of giving up altogether? I can't read giving up books. No, I can find books. Eventually, when I thought, let's try reading, I still couldn't sit down and read like I did. I, I can now. I can sit down and read for hours. It took a long time. You can read for five minutes. You don't have to read the most complicated books in the world. You can simplify things, and we have to do that. And the first way to do that is does it feel good? Does it increase comfort? Like a percent, one iota. Does it bring a teeny tiny bit of peace or laughter, smiles? For me, joy, smiles, and laughter, I thought were impossible. I did not believe they'd ever, ever enter my life again. Um, smiles came. Laughter was a long, long way away. And joy is just re-entering my world. I was forcing it. I was working towards it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. 
2023 has been the first year I'm living, not forcing myself to live. Uh, I'm planning. I'm enjoying. All of these years, Jim has been guiding me. And I'm doing these things in honor of him, for him, with him. Uh, but none of those first years were easy, painless. They're still not painless. Um, but I, you can sit in the dirt. You can play with sticks. You can do one thing a day. And we have to tune out those expectations and the noise from everywhere else because no one's walked this path and I haven't walked yours. And that one thing of a day could be sitting up. It could be getting out of bed. Like they haven't lived it. We have to recognize that comparing anybody else's day, their one thing a day, and even comparing my one thing to one thing a week before I lost Jim was too much. It took a lot of times, a lot of loads to do that first load of laundry. It's okay, right? If you have to do it twice or three times or four because you forget and you go back and it's been there however long and now it smells and you have to do it again, it's okay to lean on, right? And who do we lean on? Because so-and-so has been helping you 14 times and you don't want to call back to ask for the 15th. Those feelings are real and I'm not at all dismissing them. My clients pay me for services and they struggle to reach out and call me. They, they feel badly reaching out when that is my job. That is what I am here for. We have got to... Um, change the narrative, reframe, and recognize that that's the only way through. That is literally the only way through. And if it was a broken leg or a broken arm, you absolutely would have no problem letting somebody hold the door open so you could walk on in it. And I have throughout these three days said emotional crutches, emotional this, emotional that, emotional grief, emotional injury, what we need to use that term and replace whatever the physical cast with an emotional one and recognize that it's just as important. And I argue every day more. Our bones matter. We absolutely need to walk and write and use all of our limbs. And, and, and I acknowledge that, but the world does too. So why, to me, it's more important because it's not acknowledged. It's ignored or it's taken for granted. It's invisible. It's, it, so that's why it's more. That's, that's why it matters more. That's why it needs to be talked about more. That's why I'm passionate and speaking up. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say it every day. The fact that for a year, I have not just been saying to humans, it's National Grief Awareness Week. This is this event that I'm doing organizations, professional organizations, and not just Tom's mom's blah, 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 
mental health and grief organizations who I'm not asking for their apologies. I'm just pointing out the world does not know that there is National Grief Awareness Week. National Grief Awareness Day was on August 30th. I announced this then. This isn't about me or this week anymore or the calendar. The calendar is an opportunity to say, who can I let know about these weeks, these days, these things? Because there are, um, during the event, I have the closed captions and the those alerts on because there is grief and loss for loss of sight, loss of hearing. I just opened to September. Look at this picture. Look at this. If you're listening to the podcast and you're not looking, you can go to the YouTube channel. You can go to any social media and look. I have reels. I have pictures of the calendar. Please support this calendar and these kids who have turned their grief into art. Um, before this call, I have a ninth grader who is dealing with a friend who just um, tried to end her life. This is the world we're living in during National Grief Awareness Week. So when I'm done with this and this event today, I will be reaching out. This isn't my client, but her friend. So I will be reaching out to this teenager, 14 years old, to her mother to say, let me provide you with resources. Um, people need to know who to call and what to do. But in September on this calendar, we have World Suicide Prevention Day. We have so many. We have Positive Thinking Day, National Sober Day. This is an important one. There are many, many people surviving the holidays surrounded by alcohol. Marijuana is legal, any and everywhere. I've been going to events and we see people now with these pens. I'm going to take this opportunity. Uh, and I've been talking about it with people of all ages, because now we're replacing this with that. Uh, what are they, what are they vaping? How do I know what they're vaping? They're driving home. They could be 20. They're, they look 20. They could be 16. My niece is turning 14 in 13, in less than two weeks. She is out there in this world. These are her friends too. I think about these things. What are her friends who are now driving permits, some are getting their license on the road with? How do we know if it's nicotine? Vaping has its own dangers. That's not what this is only about. There are people who will be talking about people who they have lost to overdose, to accidental overdose. Uh, sometimes suicide is a choice. Sometimes it's an accidental overdose. Uh, what are people, what are people inhaling and, and, and doing? And it's, is it always what they are choosing? So 14, 14 years old, my niece has reached out to me late at night because her friends are reaching out to her with dangerous thoughts. And I'm glad that they know that they can go to her. And I'm glad that she knows she can come to me. We also need more places that people can go to. 
anywhere, any time of day to get the support they need without being afraid of being judged. We don't need insurance companies to say you only get this many visits a year. We don't need people to think it looks bad and wait until it won't show up on a job application. The stories I hear are horrendous. People need help when they need help. They need phone calls answered when the phone rings. If you get a message, it needs to be returned, not weeks later. Melissa Bowman was, again, we were talking about uh, therapists who, you know, we hear stories about unreturned calls. I called X number of therapists to get help. No one called me back or only three people called me back. We need more places. Candace Shepard spoke today, the Aurora Network. She trains coaches. If you are of somebody who wants to be of service and you don't know what to do or how to do it, um, many people want to go all the way and get the degrees and go to school. And that's amazing. If you want to become a coach and do it quicker and do it the right way with somebody who cares, that's one way. If you want to do it the grief hab way, we are also hiring. And Candace and I will be connecting and doing things together because I want my, I don't want to say only therapists. I want my grief hab staff trained a certain way um, so that when you call, they answer so that you don't wait a day. If you call someone, they call you back today. That's how it needs to be. Uh, we will eventually be any and everywhere, but you can work with us virtually. You can work with Candace virtually as well. Um, this is the Be Ruthless show, but I am talking about healing together through the holidays, which is happening because it's National Grief Awareness Week and the world doesn't know it exists. So Grief Hab has created an awareness calendar, a 13-month calendar already now for December. It's the first Monday of December, uh, and it goes all the way through 2024. So you can learn, of course, it has all the holidays, artwork designed by kids who turned their grief into art, in memoriam artwork. This is a picture by Zoe Pearson, uh, May of 2024, which is Better Sleep Month, Borderline Personality Disorder Awareness Month. National Maternal Depression Month, on and on I can go. So many things that the world needs to be talking about. And of course, I mean, I'm a pickle-loving girl. My parents always have them waiting. Uh, if you have a sandwich and you don't eat the pickle, bring it to me. It's fun. It's great seeing those days. These are the days that matter. This calendar, I mean, Bella Butler... Kate Butler is my dear friend and publisher. Bella Butler didn't just draw this picture to share her feelings and perspective about grief. She drew it while she was in Italy or overseas. They have been all over um, traveling abroad, sharing their books, reading their books to kids and and doing all sorts of things. And when they heard about what I was doing and the calendar, because I haven't been able to get these dates legally added to calendars, she took time out of her life and trip and time abroad to draw this amazing, I don't, I mean, I don't even have words. The minute I saw it, I knew 
it would be the cover. So please support. Thank you for supporting the calendar, Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe is a speaker on the 6th. Uh, she's one of my authors in Faces of Mental Illness. She is speaking about her story she, individually. She's also one of the speakers on the first responder panel. Um, so, so many stories because there's so many different types of loss. And this isn't just about the loss of life. I saw Maggie today watching, supporting all of our speakers, Maggie Sullivan, who I would not be here without. Um, she supported me during my first year of healing, my second year of healing, my first year of healing, I was in the woods, in the fog. My second year, I took another year off according to the world that wanted me back working. Um, but I trained with Jack Canfield, my mentor, many of the speakers mentors, uh, and we worked with him in person and Maggie and I shared a room together and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't fall asleep to silence. Um, I could not without Jim by my side. Like it was just one of my things. It's something I've struggled with anyway. Um, it's my mom's genetic thing as I've gotten older, but certainly during that first couple of years without him and Maggie was such a dear, is such a dear. Um, and Jim and I would go to sleep alternating, like falling asleep, watching Seinfeld or Friends, but Friends is my favorite. So Maggie and I would go to sleep talking about our day training with Jack. Um, but she would, we would watch Friends together. She would let me fall asleep and then she would get up and turn the TV off um, so that she could go to sleep to silence like normal humans who fall asleep with the TV off. Um, she's speaking about her experience losing her lifelong career and what that did to her and her identity. And that was before I knew her. I met my Maggie, as I call her, who is this strong, fiery person who takes life by, you know, takes it by charge and, and takes the world and lives it her way. Um, but her story, she, she wasn't that way. And she had had this, this journey of fighting back after losing this career that meant everything to her. Uh, so she'll be sharing that story. So many powerful stories and different types of loss that matter. We live in a world where some people might think, well, you know, I lost my job. That's not nearly as difficult as you losing your husband, Sam. Um, pain is pain. Loss is loss. It matters. We have to feel the feelings. We have to grieve and mourn and, and deal with it. Because if not, as many people talked about today and over the past couple of days, it will show up in other ways. It will resurface. Um, it, it will be there. It will fester. I am a firm believer in, you know, maybe it shows up in your mood and you snap at someone. Maybe it shows up in your health. Um, maybe it shows up in your mental health. So, um, I wanted to pop on. I don't always do my solo episodes of the Be Ruthless show on video or live on StreamYard. Um, if you know what's been going on behind the scenes at Healing Together Through the Holidays, I've been having a lot of tech issues as I do in my world every day. Uh, and I want to stream an hour of it live 
to all platforms. So you out there in the world, if you haven't registered and been a part of it, can see what's going on and you can see the speakers. So I wanted to share some of it, just what I'm learning and how I'm still learning and healing every day as I approach six years in these holidays. Um, so hopefully tomorrow we will also be doing this and streaming and you can join and see a speaker or two with us. Um, I do want to say that the holidays are hard. Whether you're going through the best of times, Jim and I got engaged right after Thanksgiving 10 years ago, you know, whether it's the best moment of your life right now or whether you're struggling and having a hard time having people around you that you can get through it and and be your true self with is what it's all about. And I started to talk about letting those people in and how that's not easy. And I did that because I was lost and I didn't know what was next. And I could not get back to work and pretend I was okay. And I could not pretend I cared about other people's problems. And I would not pretend that me being not okay, making you uncomfortable bothered me. I didn't care. And I don't care that grief is an uncomfortable subject. It matters. And the only way that it becomes less uncomfortable is by discussing it and talking about how we discuss it and how we make it less uncomfortable. We are all missing people, even if it's just your family across the country that you want to talk about. And it is okay to talk about that. And so letting people in can be scary. I decided to work with Jack Canfield who has always been my mentor, who is the creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. And um, getting on that plane and going to meet strangers who are now family is the best thing I did for myself. And something that was truly, truly difficult. And I cried and I shook, <laughs> you know, I had all of the feels. Um, but I knew I had to do it. I didn't know why. I absolutely just knew it was something I had to do. And Sam, before losing Jim, lived life according to my planner. I lived life according to my schedule and the go, go, go pace of this world. And Sam started to just do what felt right. And that is now how I live. That's called intuition. Uh, and that is where I met my people. It's where I met widows further along who told me I wasn't crazy and who told me I would get there and how. And maybe for you, that's this community or another speaker's community that you'll find along the way. Um, I started to trust the changes, the fact that it felt different and unfamiliar and that that was going to be okay because it was what it was the only way I knew how. And you're allowed to do this the only way you knew how. I made a hundred mistakes along the way, probably 500, but I'm here. And I'm here now with a community for you to be a part of, to heal your way with no judgment in your pajamas, with your screen off, however you need to, with hundreds of us who get it without words, cheering you on along the way, on your good days, on your bad days, when you're crying, when you're laughing, because we get it. Um, and 
I did that. And that is where I found my people. And I thought about turning around a hundred times. And I've had people at my events telling me they, they have turned around and they came back. Um, so be so, so proud of yourself. If you have made it to the event, if you are thinking about it, give it a try. You can register and you can watch the recordings at three in the morning. If you can join us live, please do. There's a different energy and you can ask questions and you can interact with the speakers. Uh, we are going to be live at the event venue tomorrow with the Colorado speakers. You can get books signed and you can do all of the in-person things, get a calendar, um, get it signed, do all of the in-person things. But you, I understand grief. I understand needing to watch with your camera off with the Kleenex and the ice cream next to you at three in the morning when you can't sleep. So register, you can watch whenever you need to, as many times as you need to. The library's open. Things began on Thanksgiving. They are there. And today's recordings will be there later on, um, whenever. my The people helping me are all over around the world. So um, at the time zone that is convenient, um, it will be added. Um, and you can join and watch the library up until March. So if you have somebody who needs to sign up, it's not too late. They can sign up. On New Year's Eve, if somebody struggling thinks that there's nothing to do and everyone else is out and about having fun, I'll tell you what, I'm not. I'm afraid of the drunk drivers and holidays are different for each and every one of us. You are not alone. You will get through it. I did not think I would. I promise you do not have to know how. You don't have to know what it looks like. You do not even have to believe me. You just have to know that there are hundreds of us in this community, in this event, in each other's communities, further along who have gotten there. And you can know that we believe enough for you. And we will believe enough for you until you believe for yourself. Thank you for being in my world. I couldn't be here without you. And I couldn't be doing this without the support and encouragement from my team Ruthless and from my tribe. And if you are curious about what that is, join Grief Hab. I don't want to keep you here longer. Um, but we are a family. We get through life together. We meet every Monday, Saturday and holiday. And it is not just about groups and whining. It is about laughing and figuring out solutions and how to move forward. So until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the ruthless movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hab community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.